Welcome to the Move Forward Podcast with Dr. Kim Moss. We're absolutely passionate and committed to equipping believers to move forward in their life with Jesus, their careers, and their family. Each episode is designed specifically with you in mind to help you overcome the obstacles you're facing and truly move forward. We know you'll love this episode. Here's your host, Kim Moss. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Move Forward Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kim Moss. We are right in the middle of a series called Calling for the Sons and Daughters of Abraham. Last week, we talked about how the sons and daughters of Abraham recognize the moment of their visitation. When God comes for a visit, they don't miss the moment. We talked about how right now we are in the middle of a visitation from God. And with everything that seems to be going on right now, all the turbulence, all the noise, all the difficulty, all the sorrow, all the fear, all the anger, that see when God begins to visit, when his presence begins to show up, see everything is uncovered. Everything's brought to the surface. Everything that is not right is brought to the surface so that we can see it and then we can participate with God in his move. Also, whenever the whenever a move of God begins to come on the earth, then there's always a counter move by the enemy. And he stirs things up against us so that we will become intimidated, take our ball and go home. But see, God is calling for the sons and daughters of Abraham in this time. And so last week, we discovered that uh, sons and daughters of Abraham don't miss the moment of their visitation. This week, I want to talk about how they receive revelation. Let's read from Genesis 18, 17 to 21 again, shall we? And the Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham what I'm about to do, seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I have chosen him that he may command his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing righteousness and justice, so that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has promised him. And then the Lord said, Because of the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and their sin is very grave, I will go down to see whether they have done altogether according to the outcry that has come to me. And if not, I will not. And so, see, the Lord has visited Abraham. And the Lord says, Shall I not reveal to Abraham what I am about to do? And so Abraham, who is, who is going to receive revelation. Now, revelation is something hidden and revealed. So it's something that we can't find out on our own, not because we're so smart or we're so educated or we have friends who are in the know. It doesn't matter how hard we seek it out. Revelation is only something that can be revealed to us by God. And so it is prophetic. The revelation is prophetic. The Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham what I am about to do? Amos 3, 7 says, the Lord does nothing except he reveals it first to the prophets. In Joel 2, 28 and Acts 1 and 2, we find out that God from the very beginning desired to have a people who heard his voice and we would respond to the revelation of his word. That's what faith is. How do I know that? Well, Joel 2.28 says that in those last days, I'll pour out my spirit. See, the prophets in the Old Testament were those who had the spirit of God. And so their ears were open to the voice of God. When God first created man in the garden, he made Adam and Eve to be able to hear his voice. It's part of being made in God's image to have the, the ability 
to respond to God's voice, to hear what he is saying, and then to respond to it by faith and in obedience so that we would do everything that God has said, that we would be a people who live by every word that comes from the mouth of God. But throughout the Old Testament, you see time and again, time and again, the people did not obey. And even when God brought them to Sinai to find out who they really were and to fulfill the covenant of Abraham through Moses when he delivered them out of the, out of the hand of Egypt, and they came to Mount Sinai, God wanted to speak to them about who they really were and how they were going to be a blessing to all the nations on the earth, that they were going to be the priests in a holy and royal priesthood before God and a, and a treasured possession God's own special people, but they didn't want to hear God's voice because it was too scary. And they said, God, no, no, God, I don't, I don't want to hear. No, Moses, I don't want to hear. You go in here. And so God had to wait. And then in Acts chapter 2, Pentecost comes. And the Holy Spirit is poured out on all flesh. And the, the fulfillment of Joel 2, 28, the fulfillment of Isaiah 59, 19 to 21, the, I, the fulfillment of Numbers eleven twenty nine, 29 all comes to pass. And God now has a people who will hear God's voice and can respond by faith and obedience to God's voice because the Holy Spirit has now been poured out. So see, God has always, from the beginning, he desires to reveal where he is working so that we can join him where he's working. But it will come by prophetic revelation, the people of God who hear God's voice. Prophetic revelation will speak of the future, but always have, have present implications. It means there'll be certain things that we need to adjust to in the present time, in, in the time where we are living right now so that in the future everything that God has promised everything that God wants for his people will come to pass it also speaks of things that are hidden to us in the moment but known by God and can only be gained from God by getting in his presence and so sons and daughters of Abraham they receive revelation they receive prophetic revelation and the revelation it is always related to doing righteousness and justice see God heard an outcry it says I heard an outcry come up before me about Sodom and Gomorrah and I'm gonna go see whether it's exactly as I've heard what kind of outcry did God hear well we find out what the outcry actually is what the outcry is that God heard in Ezekiel 16, verse 48, and it says the guilt of Sodom was that she had pride, excess food, prosperous ease, and did not aid the poor and the needy. She was haughty and did abominations before me, meaning she didn't, she didn't love and worship and honor God. She didn't, she didn't live according to God's rule and reign and according to God's righteousness and how he has ordered things on the earth. God's order is always good because God is only good. He sees all people and he wants all people to prosper. He wants them all to know him and to worship him and to lead a life that is right before him. And so the cry goes up before God. See, the cry got, had gone up before God out of Egypt, remember too, when the people of Israel were under a hard enslavement. 
And it said they cried out before God because of the hardship. The cry always goes up to before God because of grave sins. Evil, when we perpetrate evil against one another, when we, when we sin against one another, when we, when we punish and brutalize each other, injustice and oppression are cries that come up before God. Anderson Park, in his book called The Other Side of Sin, calls this cry the Han of the sinned against. It's a physical and mental and spiritual repercussion to a terrible injustice done to a person or a, or a people, and it elicits inside of them a deep ache, a wrenching of all the organs. It is the suffering of innocence. It's the suffering of the innocent caught in wicked situations, in situations where they are being brutalized and not helped, abused, abandoned, forgotten. Listen, I don't know if you know this, but did you know that one out of every three women in her lifetime will experience sexual abuse? There are children right now where there's no school in and their families are so dysfunctional and they are, they are being brutalized. They're not being fed. They're not being clothed. They're not being loved. They're not being reassured or comforted. Their Han is coming up before God right now. Injustice comes in all forms. Evil comes in many different forms and it's always wicked. There are those who are crying out before God even now and asking, is there a God who will help? And God is saying, I want to help and I'm going to raise up sons and daughters of Abraham. God always responds to the cries. Psalm 9:12 says, He who avenges blood is mindful of those who are oppressed. He does not forget the cry of the afflicted. Psalm 7:11 says, God is a righteous judge who feels indignation every day over those who sin against one another. See, God cares about the widow. He cares about the orphan. He cares about the sojourner, the poor, the marginalized, those who are oppressed and mistreated, those who are in need of deliverance of every kind. He cares about racism. He cares about sex trafficking. He cares about pornography. He cares about abortion. He cares about those who can't eat. He cares about those who are, who are so poor and so forgotten and who are in need of deliverance right now. And ours is a gospel of rescue and healing, but more than that, it's a gospel of justification and forgiveness of sin and mercy. Mercy is always a verb. And so the revelation is prophetic. And it's about the cries that come up before God. And the revelation brings a test. You see in Psalm 105, 16 to 19, it says, it says that, the word of the Lord will test us until the day of its fulfillment. See, revelation always demands a response. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by the word of God. When God speaks, a response is required. 
And if we respond with faith and we believe God and we obey God, we act because we believe that he has spoken, then we have really heard. And so a word heard means that we have received a revelation that has been met with our faith and then obeyed and acted upon. You see, Abraham had been visited by God and given prophetic revelation. What was the revelation? The destiny of a people who are among the nations of the earth were to be blessed by Abraham's offspring, part of the covenant promise. And it hangs now in the balance. The revelation that has come to Abraham's table is that there is an outcry that has come up against a city and destruction is imminent. And see, the readers of the scripture, we know that Abraham's going to give birth to Isaac and then to Jacob and then to the 12 tribes who would one day be oppressed and cry out to God under their oppression by Egypt. And hundreds of years later, another God, another cry. And hundreds of years later, there would also be another cry answered by God by God himself coming in the flesh, in the form of his son Jesus, to bring righteousness and justice to all who would believe. And so what is the test? The test is, what does Abraham believe? What does Abraham believe about God and about himself? Will he begin to walk in his call so that then that would be passed on to the generations beyond him and so that he could raise up sons and daughters who would do righteousness and justice as he did. You see, revelation always tests our belief. What do we believe? What do we believe about ourselves? What do we believe that God has said about us? What do we believe about God? What do we believe that God is doing What do we believe that God does among people? Will he respond out of the call of God? Let's read Genesis 18, 18 and 19 and 22. Seeing that Abraham shall surely become a mighty nation, All the nations of the earth were to be blessed in him, you see. This was the call on Abraham's life. And it says, So the men turned from there and went toward Sodom. But Abraham stood there before the Lord, and Abraham drew near and said, Will you indeed sweep away the righteous with the wicked? You see, there was a call on his life. And he needed to rise up in that call. There's a call on our lives, too. And it's a call that God takes very, very seriously. Ministry is not just a game we play, you know. It's a matter of life and death. We need to know who we are. We need to know who we are before God. We need to understand the kinds of things that God says. We need to understand what God thinks and how he is among his people. What are the things that he does on the earth? If we're in the midst of a visitation right now, what does God want? Are our ears open to hear? And is it testing us? It should be testing us. Right now, I feel tested. I don't know about you. We've been home for months now. We haven't been able to attend church. Does that make us who we are? No, it 
It's the word of the Lord that makes us who we are. What is God saying? Where is he working? How do we join him in his work right now in this time? We are a chosen generation. We are God's royal priesthood. We have a place to take on the earth right now in this hour, and the world needs us right now. The world needs each and every one of you to bring the gospel, the kingdom, the real rescue. We need to be getting in the presence of the living God to get the revelation so that we know who we are, not only about that, but so that we can hear the cries. What are the cries going up right now? This morning, I spent a long time praying for those children. I could, I could hear the cries of the children who need rescue. Something needs to be done, and what will we do? What are the cries coming up for God in our city? What are the cries coming up before God in our campuses, in our neighborhoods, in the country, in this world? What are the cries coming up before God right now? You see, right now what's, what's happening is that we need to be becoming who God has called us to be. We have all this time. We, we're, we seem to be stuck in our houses, but are we really? You see, in this moment, Abraham in this story, he's becoming, he's being transformed into his true identity. And his identity has a call attached to it. Shall I hide from Abraham since Abraham is to become a great and mighty nation? All the nations of the earth will be blessed by him. No, he wasn't there yet. He was to become the father of nations. God was bringing him a revelation that offered him this opportunity to become part of what God was doing right now, an opportunity to live and act out of his true kingdom identity. This is what's happening for us right now. How long will we use the excuse that we're just not there yet? None of us are there yet. We're never going to be all the way there until we meet Jesus. When I, when I learn a little more, we say, when I'm a pastor, well, when people see that I'm successful, well, when things open up, well, well when I can go to church, when, when my friends understand, when my marriage is just right. No, you see, God sees your future right now, and he already has a plan, and he has spoken the true word. You can right now receive it. You can right now be who God says that you are and walk in it. We can right now be the chosen royal priesthood sons and daughters of Abraham. We can right now go out into our neighborhood and minister to those on our street. Listen, there are so many. Yesterday, I was just at I was just at the post office and um, I was ministering to the to the man in the post office because. Um, he was, he was saying, how long is this going to go on? What's going to happen? So we began to talk about all that God was doing and, and encourage one another because we both believe that God is real. Stir up one another to love and good works, Hebrews says. See, we are chosen and we are known. Knowing and being known. Abraham knew God and God knew Abraham. And out of that intimate knowledge is to come a partnership, an invitation to co-labor in God's plan of redemption. This word knowing, this word known is yada. That word is Adam, yada, even she conceived and had a baby. See, it's an intimate knowledge of that we take into ourselves and then it gives birth to life and birth to God's plan, God's life and God's purposes. 
Being chosen meant that Abraham had power and authority. God would back up Abraham's requests and actions as he acted on God's on God's behalf and in alignment with the revelation and God's ways. This is where we find ourselves. See, Abraham was in covenant relationship with God. We have a relationship with God and God has made an alignment, an unbreakable promise to Abraham and to us through Abraham that as Abraham would come into agreement and alignment with God by faith and respond to the revelation of God in obedience, it would release the power of God upon his prayers and his requests. Listen, we may not be able to go anywhere right now. We may we may be completely shut down. Listen, I live in Southern California. We seem to be shutting down rather than opening back up. And I don't know what it's going to look like in the weeks to come. But I know that I have, I have the ability to pray. My prayers could go all over the earth even if I can't get on a plane right now. It doesn't matter. Jesus said, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask anything in my name and it will be done for you. And so are we going to act on the revelation that God brings? Where are you at right now today? So we have discovered that the sons and daughters of Abraham, they know the day of their visitation. They know when God is moving on the earth. And then they understand that they receive revelation and the revelation is prophetic and the revelation will will have to do with what God is doing in response to the outcries that he hears on the earth, righteousness and justice, that it will test us. It will test our faith and our belief in what we really believe about who God is and who we are. Do we belong to God? Have we been called by God? Yes, we have. And even as the revelation comes to us, we know that we can respond to that revelation and that we have work to do because God is always moving. And it's by the revelation, it's by hearing God's voice that we can understand what exactly he is doing. I don't know. I think we started out this time of the COVID and all of that with lots of praying, lots of fasting, lots of repenting, lots of seeking God. And now we probably have come to a place where we're pretty darn tired. So, Father, where we're tired, I'm asking you to help us shake off the lethargy. Father, where we're afraid, I'm asking you to help us, Lord God, come out of that spirit of fear. You have not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. And I'm asking today, Lord Jesus, that you would open up our understanding that we might receive revelation prophetic revelation, that we might, our ears might be opened up, Lord God, to hear the cries that are coming up before you, Lord God, in this hour. And we might better understand what it means to do righteousness and justice in the earth, Lord God, and that we can join you wherever it is that you're working in this time, Lord God, and that we could become who you have called us to be. Lord God, that even in the place where we're at right now, where we don't feel much like ministers, we don't feel much like sons and daughters of Abraham, Lord God, we feel sort of stuck in our homes, Lord God, and set aside and worried about the future, Lord God. But we're, I'm asking, Lord God, that you take us to a new place today and that you would open our eyes to the possibilities and the opportunities for ministry right now, Lord God 
that, Father, there are those on our street and in our neighborhood, Lord God, that are are ready and willing and waiting for us to rise up, Lord Jesus, and that we would receive, Lord God, the revelation of this time, Lord Jesus, and we would this opportunity would not pass us up. Father, ours is a gospel of rescue and healing and wholeness and completeness. Ours is a gospel of power and miracles and might because you are a good God. So, Father, begin to speak to us regarding this, Lord Jesus. Father, where there are those who need healing, let us be the first to lay hands on for healing. Where those who, there are those, Lord God, who need, Lord Jesus, salvation, let us be the first, Lord God, to give our testimony and bring them to the God of all hope, the God of all love, the God of all mercy, the God of all salvation, and the God who is all love. I praise you, Lord. I magnify your name today. Masking you, God, in this time, make us sons and daughters of Abraham. In Jesus' name. Well, it was really good to be with you in this time, and I hope you'll join me again next week when we continue this series. Thanks for listening to the Move Forward podcast. We'd love it if you would take a moment to subscribe and rate this podcast, then share it with a friend. Subscribing gets you every new episode automatically downloaded to your device. For more information and resources from Kim, visit our website at kimmoss.com.